Advancements in the medical field are giving nurses faster, more effective results than ever before. They should expect the same from their education, too. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format allows you to set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move faster through your program. So the faster you move, the more money you save. When you're ready, we'll be here. Visit capella.edu for a trial course at no cost to you. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. to the porch here on Firefall Talk Radio. I'm Richard Grun. This is where we get back to basics. We examine the Word of God. We don't, walk, we don't water it down. We don't filter it down. We take it as it was written, the red letter basics. We follow the example of the Book of Acts church, and we find the church that the Lord created, not the one that man took and, and changed into its own vision, its own version. We're finding the one he intended. The porch was always has always been about restoring the priesthood of the believer and regaining that world-shaking influence the early church had. We believe the church age is still in effect. The day of Pentecost is ongoing. The fire still falls. The porch was created as an outreach of Solomon's Porch, Inc., a Florida non-for-profit since January of 2000. If you have any questions, you can go to onsolomonsporch.org. Um, if you'd like to support us, support Firefall Talk Radio, I would tell you to go to firefalltalkradio.com, but currently that site is down. It's actually gone. So I don't know if somebody hacked it and took it down. We've been dealing with a lot of harassment over the last couple of days. I'll get into that in a minute. But we support, we appreciate your support. We appreciate your encouragement. We're on uh, Facebook. Uh, social media. There's lots of different ways to reach out to us. If you can't get to the PayPal app, you can get to the Venmo app. And we are under at Firefall Media Group, all one word, capital F, capital M, capital G. A little easier, more user-friendly, and less fees, so we, we get more of the money. Make sure you bookmark the Spreaker site, Spreaker.com forward slash user forward slash Firefall Talk Radio, all lowercase one word. So welcome, welcome. Uh, I'd like to tell you that the part three of the bandwidth of the beast would be up, but we, we've had a little bit of resistance over the last couple of days. Let's see, first Sunday I broke a tooth, which, you know, which is bad enough, but during this COVID pandemic whatever, um, dentists in Florida were not considered essential, so they could only be open half days, and everything was an emergency visit. So even though I went in Monday, and thankfully they can save the tooth and crown it, I have to go back next Monday to get the temporary and for them to put the order in. So th- there was that. And then last night, our AC went out, so I'm trying to keep the fan at a lower speed so you don't hear that, that whoosh that I heard a little while ago when I was testing the audio. So we've had that. We've had a lot of dreams and visitations and 
warfare, but that's that's a par for normal because of where we are in the prophetic timeline. But if you missed any of the Overwatch series on the bandwidth of the beast, it's there on Firefall Talk Radio. And we're talking about 5G and some of what this COVID-19 pandemic, how it all ties together. Don't get caught up. Don't get caught up in the news and the talking heads who are spinning you. They're spinning the media. They're spinning everything in a specific direction to create a fearful response. Don't be fearful. Be faithful. And uh, relief and release is coming. We know his plans will be fulfilled. So let's get started. Praise the Lord. I praise him for my home, for my wife, my family, sons, daughter-in-laws, grandson, furry kids, some of you call them pets, all of our possessions, everything he's given us for his protection over all of us. Yeah, we may take a couple of shots every now and then, but we are protected. The enemy can't do us grievous harm. Praise him for the ministry that he allows me to work for him, for the dreams and the visions. And like I said, over the last seven days, uh, maybe a little longer than seven days, almost two weeks. Now it'll be two weeks on Friday. It's really been amazing. Um, I praise him for his healing virtues for each and every one of us. If you need a healing, claim it, believe it, speak it out. I'm not saying name it and claim it. What I'm saying is take the word, speak it back to the Lord, speak it over yourself, believe and receive. I praise him for the ability to praise him, no matter what. If the fig tree fail to blossom and there be no fruit on the vine, yet will I praise thee, even in the night, even in the midst of the storm, I will rejoice in you, my God. I will rejoice in the joy of my salvation. got to praise him. Gotta, gotta do it. You have to do it. Don't get caught up. Don't get beat down. Don't get weighed down. Turn the TV off. Stop listening to the scripts and read the word. I praise him for his favor in our life and the revelations that are coming for being a new creation and living in these exciting prophetic times. I praise him for America, even with all of its problems. I praise him for it, and I'm thankful that we're here, for the signs that he's giving us, that he's getting ready to return. Boy, am I excited about that. Prayer for the Middle East, Israel, the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. That should be a daily thing. It is for me. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you what the word says. I pray for America and its leaders and all of its citizens at this time. We're being tested. We're being shaken. We're being squeezed. And how we respond determines who we are in the grand scheme of things. If we're his, then we should have faith and not fear. We should be ready. We should been prepared. If you've been listening to me on Overwatch, then you're way ahead of the game. Some news coming out now is old news for you. I pray for the fatherless, the widows, the innocents, the victims of injustice. I pray against the slaughter of the innocents. I pray for the missing and exploited children, the victims of sex trafficking, for our brothers and sisters around the world being slaughtered and persecuted for their faith in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Religious persecution, anti-Semitism, the, the destruction of the church, the shutting down of the churches. He told us this would happen, and here we are. The spirit of the Antichrist, bolder and bolder every day because his time is coming. Well, yeah, his time is coming. So he's got a short period here, and then he's going into chains, and then into the lake of fire. 
I pray for divine wholeness, health, and continued healing as we get back to our divine design. Change how you pray for yourself. Change how you speak over yourself. Tell your body to get back to its divine design. Tell your cells to stop making flawed or corrupted cells. Every fourth day, a new cell is created, DNA. It's just the, it's the mechanism. Tell your body to go back to its divine design. Believe it. Praying for healing in all of us. Praying for healing in my wife and restoration in her body. And everybody who's sick in heart, mind, body, soul, or spirit. Get out in the sunshine and get in the sunshine. The S-O-N shine. Get under him. Get under the glory. Let it rain down upon you. Praying for protection and inspiration. You know, we've been talking about the remnant. Other people are starting to get the message. We've, we've been on it since last year at the Sea Conference and now Part 18, the 18th week of this. And I don't see any end in sight. It's about the awakening remnant. So wake up. Wake up others. Rise up. Answer the call to action. If you've been blessed, then be a blessing. If you know somebody who's been blessed, tell them to be a blessing. There are needs. We got to finish this documentary. We're going to as soon as they release us and allow us to travel. We're going to get it done one way or another. We are prospering in accordance with His Word. The open conduits of His blessings are flowing. It may start out as a trickle, but it's going to become a torrent. All the dreams, all the visions, all the missions, SRT, Firefall, the porch, highly mobile, highly effective, destroying the work of the enemy. I ask you to. Continue to pray for divine favor in the conclusion of the legal matters and adversity of our family. Also ask that you pray that the part that's needed for our uh, air conditioning system is A, available, because you never know with everybody shut down, and B, is covered under the original manufacturer's warranty. And always, 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 if you're not praying for your lost family members, you're not understanding why we're here and what we're doing. Kim in Fort Mitchell, she is, says she's doing well over there, doing good. Woke up sober this morning with Jesus on her mind. Sounds like a country western song. No, I'm not going to do that. I won't start singing. She says, I feel so much gratitude. Um, know how gratitude saved my soul. Father, thank you for loving me even when I'm defiant and stubborn. Thank you for putting me right back on track when I fall off the wagon. I praise you for loving me and protecting my family and I, Lord, provide for us and keep us safe and healthy. Please keep the porch family safe and provide. Praying for the homeless, the innocent, for lost family members to be saved, abused, and neglected animals. Keep my friend Stacy and her family safe. Said, I've been praying over this for three months and I have finally made a decision to give our trip to Germany a go. She says, I am aware that we might get quarantined for two weeks if we get there. I wrote a letter to the health department there to request two weeks to be shortened or even lifted since we can only go for three weeks. Another prayer request is that the pandemic relief from the unemployment office finally gets, works itself out and kicks in. She says, we leave on the 17th of May. Uh, Porch families, pre please pray for me for safe travels and for God to work this out in Jesus' name. Now, so, Father, you know all these things. We're not surprising you. You're not sitting there shocked. You knew it. You know it. You've already answered. You know the end from the beginning. But we come to you anyway. We just like to do that. 
we'd like to hang out with you. We love you. We thank you. You are our Abba Father, Papa God. You are our Daddy. And we're your children. So right now, Lord, as, as your children, Father, as your offspring, born again, restored to you, we ask you to hear our prayers, meet our needs, fulfill your promises to us, allow us to shine the light of the Holy Spirit in a dark world. Lord, we love you and we thank you. We thank you for the cross. Thank you for the empty tomb. We thank you for the fire of the upper room that burns inside each and every one of us. We want to be useful. We want to be about our Father's business. Holy Spirit, help us. Open our hearts, open our minds, prepare us for this time. Watch over us. Touch each and every person, Lord. Answer the prayers that they're speaking in their mind that we don't even know about, that they're offering up to you. Answer them even before they speak it. And I just pray all these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. Lessons are proprietary information, except where noted the information comes from outside sources. Combination of that information, the matter presented, is exclusive, cannot be repeated or used without permission. The date of this broadcast serves as the registered date of the following information. So here we are. We're still talking about this awakened remnant. To wake up, wake up others, to stay aware, alert, and enlightened, to stir things up internally, stirring up the Holy Spirit that's inside of you, remembering the Word, remembering the promises made to you and the promises you've made to Him. We've talked about the armor of God. We've talked about warfare. We've talked about prayer. We understand it, or at least we should. You should be applying it. You should be persistent in it. Now you're walking it out. That's the example we have in the Word, so why not follow it? But the truth is, sometimes the path given to us is uneven. But that's where He walks with us. There, there are things out there that make you stumble, partially because you're not paying attention and partially because the enemy did it. So if you do stumble, no condemnation. Get up, dust yourself off, and keep going. You're on a path, a walkway. But see, in this world, there are two contrasting paths. There are rival ways of life, and they're not parallel. They go in different directions with different destinations. And you decide what path you're going to be on. But see, once you become born again, once you make him Lord of your life, once you say, yes, Lord, there should only be one path for you. You shouldn't be jumping back and forth when they cross over or get close to each other. You should be staying the path. But see, because there's a path of the wicked out there, Proverbs 4.14, do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of evil. So many compromised believers out there. 
very compromised, trying to walk in two worlds. Proverbs 2.15, whose ways are crooked, who are devious in their paths, talking about people. And then those that forget Job, talking about in Job 8.13, and that crooked path I just talked about, there's an approach, though, when we do it, when we do it right, for those who walk the path of righteousness, to walk in the ways of darkness, they leave it, leave it, let's leave it, come on, let's get off it. Go to your friends, go to your brothers and your sisters, go to your loved ones, tell them Proverbs 2.13, get off the path of darkness, come on, come with me on the path of righteousness and uprightness. I'm serious. Invite them to take a journey with you. Invite them for a walk. You know, one of the things I tell you to do in this quarantine is to go for walks. And I see a lot of people walking. I see some people walking with masks on. And I just shake my head. They're rebreathing the same carbon dioxide their body's trying to get rid of. But that's a topic for another day. But we have these two paths. A walk of choice. Psalm 17.5, uphold my steps in your paths that my footsteps may not slip. Psalm 25.4, show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me to walk your paths. How many people do you know? Maybe it's you. Maybe it's your sons, your daughters, or somebody. They've chosen to walk on the wrong path. They're not listening. They're not paying attention to the signs. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth to such as keep his covenant and his testimony, Psalm 25.10. Job 24.13, there are those who rebel against the light. They do not know its ways nor abide in its paths. Isn't it made all of this, this stuff in the word about paths and walking and and and. You'll show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 16:11. That means he's walking with you. This is basic stuff. This is in many ways pablum, but I'm I'm seeing a need not only to get back to basics, but to remind people that This life path that we're talking about entails living by the commands or instructions of the Lord. Now, where are those instructions found? In the Word. Psalm 17, verses 5 and 8. Uphold my steps in your path, that my footsteps may not slip. I have called upon you, for you will hear me, O God. Incline your ear to me and hear my speech. Show your marvelous loving kindness by your right hand, O you who save those who trust in you from those who rise up against them. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. You should desire to be the apple of his eye, which means you are so close to him, face to face, that you can see your reflection in the pupil of his eye. You want to be wise? Then follow the path. Proverbs fifteen twenty four. The way of life winds upward for the wise, that he may turn away from Sheol, from hell below. 
But turn on the TV, turn on the internet, look at your phone, look at the paths of the world, look at the the destruction, look at the enticement and the seduction to walk the wrong way. Justice, righteousness, these are the paths that we should walk. And as it gets darker, this will become more of a struggle. Proverbs 2.8, guards the path of justice and preserves the way of his saints. Proverbs 8.20, I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the path of justice. I, wisdom, that's who that's speaking, walk in the way of righteousness, moral and spiritual rectitude in every area and relation in the midst of the paths of justice. See, have you ever walked through the woods and you're told to follow the trail? When I was younger, I used to get sent away to a ranch camp. I didn't get sent. I wanted to go. Uh, a ranch camp in upstate New York. And to get from one side of the property to the other, you'd have to follow these paths through the woods. And even though they had been worn um, at nighttime, you really had to pay attention. You had to stay on the path. You had to keep that flashlight pointed downward so you could see where you were going, not trip over a tree root or, you know, bump into a tree. I've seen people do that, actually, not paying attention, walking clunk. You, you don't want to laugh, but you do. That's what this is about, understanding who we are. See, if, you, if you're going to say to me, yes, I'm the awakened remnant, I'm, I'm, I answer the call, Richard, well, then immediately... Your walk should be important to you. And some of you forget, I follow you on social media and I see what you post. Let's go to Psalm 23. Let's pick things up there. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Popular psalm of trust and confidence in the Lord. It's a favorite for generations. But it it has different images. It's the assurance of his presence in the midst of adversity. It's definitely the image of the good shepherd. Ezekiel 34, 12, as a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day He is among his scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd, says the Lord. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. If you're a shepherd or you know somebody who claims to be a shepherd and they're not walking that path with you, I'd have to question who they are. The, the image of the Messianic banquets in there. 
You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. The cup of blessing, the cup of the new wine, the cup of of his presence in your life, it's running over. Dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. What an awesome, awesome thought. But I like if goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of the life of your life, doesn't that mean you're moving? You can't stand still. You can't sit down. You have to keep moving. Just like the Lord told Nicodemus in John chapter 3. Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh is like the wind. You don't know where it's come from. You don't know where it's going. But it's always moving. The problem I see with believers today and with this called out group that's the church, they're not moving. And let's face it, water that doesn't move stinks. Revelation 19.9 Blessed are those who call to the who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Are you called to the marriage supper of the Lamb? Well, I got news for you. The remnant, the remnant are going to have a seat at the table. All believers will have a seat at the table, but I believe that remnant who have done the job, who have answered the call, are going to have special seats at the table. See, God is not a respecter of person. He is a respecter of relationship. We know that when we get there, there are crowns that are part of our rewards or awards, however you want to look at them. And we don't do it for that, but he's going to reward our love and our effort from him. Psalm 34, 9 and 10. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. I always wondered about that when there was lack in my life. Well, wait a second, something's wrong here. But then I would look and realize that part of it was my fault. Decisions I'd made, agreements I'd gotten into. You know, there's a difference in God's will. You can either have the Isaac will, which is the perfect will of God, which is what he wants for you. It may take a little while to get it. it. may not appear like you think it will, but it's his perfect will for you. It's Isaac. Or you can have Ishmael. You can create your own outcome and then ask him to bless it and hope that he does. And even if he does, Ishmael never works out right. We're still paying for that decision by Abraham and Sarah. You've got to decide, do I want his perfect will or his permissive will? You're praying for something. Should I do this? Should I go here? Should I I invest? I'm, I'm just throwing things out as they come to my mind. What's his perfect will for you? Or are you going to be like that little kid that keeps asking and asking and asking until you get what you want? And then the parent gives in knowing full well it's not going to turn out the way you thought it was. But A, they love you. And B, they know there's a lesson in it. Determine that on the path of righteousness, on the path of justice, on the path of relationship, you are in the Isaac perfect will of God. 
Isaiah 51:14, the captive exile and he who is bent down by chains shall speedily be released. He shall not die and go down to the pit of destruction, nor shall his food fail. That was a word from the prophet Isaiah to the captive exiles of Babylon. Darkness of sin, alienation from God. Say to those who are bound, come forth. To those who are in spiritual darkness, show yourselves. Come out into the light of the Son of Righteousness. They shall feed in all the ways in which they shall go, and their pastures shall be not in deserts, but on the bare grass-covered hills. They will not hunger or thirst, neither will they be misled or, or scorching wind or sun smite them, for he who has mercy on them will lead them movement. They'll lead them by the springs of water until he guide them. And I will make all my mountains away and my highways will be raised up. All the barriers, these mountains that are in your way, he will make them highways for you. You see them as barriers. See them as highways to get to the next place, which is definitely higher than where you are now. God, the sovereign God, the creator of all things, the owner of all creation, your heavenly Father. You have lack in your life right now? Remember, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. That's a lot of cattle, and it's all his. The hills are his. Everything is his. He took care of Israel in the wilderness, and he got them to the promised land. What was the problem? Why did they wander? Because they didn't follow the path set out for them. They, they moaned, they groaned, they complained, they, they rebelled. And many of them never made it. For the Lord your God has blessed you in all the works of your hands. He knows you're trudging through this great wilderness. These 40 years the Lord ha- God has seen you been with you, and you've lacked nothing. Are you in the wilderness? Have you been in the wilderness? Has this journey you're on felt like a wilderness journey? First of all, figured out where it went wrong. But remember that he's taking you into a land which you shall eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing. With the stones are iron, and out of the hills you'll dig copper. 23rd Psalm, the Lord is perfect. The, my, the shepherd, he's a perfect keeper. It's a perfect satisfaction. You won't have any want. He'll direct you because he makes you lie down, which is perfect rest. In what? Green pastures, which is perfect supply. Perfect guidance because he's leading you. And what, what's there? Still waters, perfect peace. Perfect restoration, because he's going to restore your soul. And that path of righteousness is perfect holiness. It's uprightness. It's his character in you. Why is he doing that? Because you are the perfect object, his name's sake. And we're walking in perfect trust through the valley of the shadow of death, where you fear no evil, perfect protection. Why? Because you have perfect companionship. He's with you. The rod, which is perfect defense, and the staff, which is perfect help, will comfort you. What is that? Perfect peace, solace. 
And he's going to prepare a feast table for you that's perfect provision. And that table, got some perfect food and wine on it and fruit. And you're in his presence. And is there anything more perfect than that? No enemies, perfect safety. The anointing of your head with oil. If ever there was a perfect anointing, there it is. You need perfect joy, you need that cup running over, then get back to where he is and get on that path. For goodness, that perfect benevolence, mercy, perfect compassion, and all the days of your perfect life. Oh, wait, you think your life's not perfect. Are you born again? Is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Do you have a relationship with your Heavenly Father and the Lord of all creation? I think that's pretty perfect. And he's going to guide you those deep waters of rest and refreshing. And if he has to make you lie down, lie down. We need this right now. So much going on in the world to disrupt us and to steal our peace and to steal our joy and everything that's going on. We need to rest. We need to lie down. Turn off the TV. Turn off the social media. Stop listening to the lies of the enemy. And, you know, he's doing this because he loves you, but he's doing this to glorify himself. When I pray to, to, to him about the things he wants me to do, my heart's desire is to glorify him to a fallen world. My heart's desire is not to be successful, but that in my success, I can show the world what it's like to have a relationship with him. A life that makes absolutely no sense to them. That valley of the shadow of death was a real valley. It was in between two towns. And the robbers and and the murderers would always wait there to get the travelers and rob them. We should be so confident we should walk right through. Because his rod and his staff are there to protect us. To carry us. To lift us up if we fall and to crush the head of the enemy if he gets too close. You're in a place right now of safe passage if you'll keep moving. And the problem with sheep, and that's, uh, you know, the 23rd Psalm, it's about sheep. Any disturbance or predator or fear or of an intruder scares the sheep. What's going on in the world right now? It's fear. The manipulating people through fear. Fearful animals, that they, they can't lie down. They feel totally insecure. But what he's saying is, you're safe with me. That's what David's expressing. He was a shepherd to the flock, but he sees his father this way. He understands it. That still waters have a soothing effect, a calming effect on the sheep. But they don't know that. They see movement and they think it's bad for them. But what he's saying is, no, lay here, listen. Let it soothe you. Don't don't worry about all these other things. Trust me as your protector. The dark and difficult valleys of your life, I'm with you. And we have no fear over death. 
1 Corinthians 15, 24 through 28, then comes the end, when he, being assured, delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet, and the last enemy that will be destroyed is death. For he has put all things under his feet, but when he says all things are put under him, it it is evident that he who puts all things under his feet is accepted, which means he's above it. Now when all things are made subject to him, then the Son himself will also be subject to him who put all things under him, that God may be all in all. No more challenge. No more challenge to the sovereign rule of God. Throughout the entire universe, not everywhere, in the natural realm, in the spiritual realm, when that point comes, when the new Jerusalem comes down and, the, and he walks through that gate and sits on the throne, when David and the 24 elders and all the angels and all the saints of God take their positions in the kingdom, sovereign rule, kingdom rule, over the entire universe. It'll finally be back to what it was supposed to be like in the garden. When you get scared, when you get squeezed, just remind yourself that he's with you. The good shepherd, your Lord, your savior, your master, your brother, your friend, he should be your everything. And I'm not telling I'm not talking about religiosity. I'm not talking about anything more than relationship. The only thing that makes me different than most people is my relationship with him. The intimacy that I have worked at and spent time with him to acquire. You need peace. We all need peace right now. And peace is only found on the path with him. See, if you're going to be this remnant, and I know it's real excited, exciting to say, oh, I'm part of the remnant. I'm part of the, the material, the bolt that God's going to use at this time. Yeah, do you understand that's like in World War II, you're part of the resistance? You're not a part of the bigger army? You don't have the same supplies or numbers? But without you, victory doesn't happen. It's a little more dangerous, it's a little more work, but it's a lot more exciting, and the reward is so great. But I have to ask you a question, and again, it'd be great if we were all in the same room. This remnant thing we've been talking about for 18 weeks, and some of you had started out last July at the Sea Conference in Orlando. Be honest with yourself. How many of you are walking this out? How many of you get up each day reminding yourself of who you are, what's required of you, and walking it out? See, as we get deeper into this teaching, as we begin to hone it down, to bring it to whatever conclusion the Lord's going to bring, I have no idea what that is, by the way. But it's obvious that the focus is becoming tighter and tighter and more laser-like. Because I believe that there's been a shift in the spirit. Things have shifted prophetically. The timeline, I believe, has escalated. 
seeing some things now that I did not expect to happen so quickly. And again, the Lord's not surprised by it, but certain people with certain callings were asked to do certain things, and they did not do them, which allowed the enemy an advantage. This is shifting quickly. Are you prepared? Are you walking in peace? The Lord is the shepherd of Israel and those grafted into the vine. And he's getting ready to come back. And while that is incredibly exciting, we should understand what goes with it. We should understand that the enemy's not just going to roll over, put their feet up in the air and act like a, a roach that's been sprayed with a whole lot of raid. No, he's enraged right now. And he hasn't even been cast down to that point that he knows his time is short. Right now he's doing this from the spirit realm. But he's enraged. He wants the Temple Mount. He wants Jerusalem. He wants to sit on the, the, the mercy seat in the new temple, which hasn't been built yet. But believe me, it won't take long to go up once they give the release. They've been building the articles. They've got the plans. They've got the materials. And again, that temple is not for us. But that's what he wants. The fallen, their demonic offspring, the ones in the pit, in the prisons, the stirring, they want out. They want to engage. They want to get into the warfare. It's going to take the remnant to push back. Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Isaiah 40, verses 10 and 11. But look what happened in Matthew 26. The shepherd got struck and the sheep of the flock scattered. They didn't understand. They'd been walking with him for three years he was telling them pretty explicitly what he was going to endure, what was going to happen, and their minds not only did not grasp it, but didn't match their desires. I know the tone of the shift that I, I wasn't intending to go here, but something I just felt something shift in the spirit as I began to talk. All of our little lambs, all of the baby believers, they're, they're wandering out there just eating the grass, thinking everything's okay, and they're forgetting that there are wolves all around them. Where are the shepherds? Where are the sheepdogs? They're going to cry out to the Lord in their trouble, and he will deliver them out of their distress. He will lead them by the right way, that they may go to a city for a dwelling place. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Psalm 107, 6 and 9. He's the great shepherd. I never forget that, mostly because 
SRT and what I do and who I've been for him is I've, I've been a sheepdog for the Great Shepherd most of my walk, most of my born-again life. I'm always watching the flock. I'm always concerned about where they're going, edge a little closer to the boundaries and into the darkness, into the woods where the wolves are, trying to circle them back, trying to bring them back, trying to get them to go back to where the shepherd is, chasing off the wolves, going after them to rescue a lamb. But everything about our walk, Everything about literally peripateo in the Greek, literally to walk around the spiritual existence of our life, the sphere of that spiritual existence. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You got to come to him. You got to walk towards him. Movement. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest. For your souls, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. You've been in a walk with the Lord. Started out new. Maybe you tripped and fell. Maybe you stumbled. Maybe you stubbed your toe on something. That'll wake you up and get your attention. I've broken a few toes doing that. You never forget that you have stubbed that toe ever again. But everything's about newness and renewal. And right now, Father, I pray that the wind of the Spirit begin to blow through your children. Begin to move them in the right direction. Begin to rejuvenate them. Begin to renew them. Get them off of the old ways of the flesh. Get them onto the new ways, onto this path with you. Under your wings, under your guidance, walking in your word. We've been raised from the dead by the glory of the Father through the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, so that we should walk in the newness of life. Stop sitting down. Walk. Walk it out. Walk in the Spirit. You're born again? Walk in the Spirit. Stir up the fire. Stir up the gift. You know, last week we talked the scripture out of Jeremiah. I almost didn't include it, and the Lord made me go back and get it. Jeremiah six sixteen through 19, Stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. This is Jeremiah speaking for the Lord where the good way is and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. I set watchmen over you, saying, listen to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, eh, we're not going to listen. Therefore hear, you nations, and know, O congregation, among them. Behold, I will certainly bring calamity upon this people. The fruit of their thoughts, because they've not heeded my words nor my law, but rejected it. The direction's always been there. Maybe this COVID-19 pandemic, whether it's being used by the global elite, whether whatever it is, but maybe he's allowed it for a course correction, maybe to wake us up, maybe to get us to pray more. But the problem is, he said, stand in the ways and see. 
Ask for the old paths where the good way is. I believe the book of Acts, church, that's the path we're heading back to. We're winding back to get to where how he walked. And then once we get that, we'll be walking like Adam walked. Stand by the roads and look. Ask for the eternal path where the good old way is and walk in it. And you'll find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. Remember, this book's to the church. Jeremiah was talking to the children of Israel who should have known better. And he set watchmen over them, saying, Hear and obey the sound of the trumpet. No, we're not going to listen nor obey. In one of the spiritual dreams I had this week, I won't tell you about all of it, but in it, um, let's just say... that one of the uh, participants in the dream didn't make it out of the dream. And it bothered me. It distressed me. It was the enemy. It was the enemy doing something. Boy, I wish I could tell you it. I'm sorry I started this, but and I was upset that I couldn't stop what the enemy had done. And the Lord said, you can't save them all. Some people are going to walk into danger. Some people are not going to listen when you shout at them, don't go there. They're going to choose to walk the wrong way. They're going to choose to make the wrong choice. They're going to make themselves subject to the rule of this world because they've chosen the wrong path. And we can pray, we can intercede, we can hope, we can wail, we can cry. But the truth is, they have to choose. And they said, we will not walk in it. We will not listen or obey. Defiance leads to destruction. But to all of our lost loved ones, I say, enter by the narrow gate for the Wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Walk in the good way. If you're struggling right now, if you're hearing me but not hearing me, meaning you you know what I'm saying is in the Word because I'm telling you where it is, but you're struggling with what I'm saying, then you need to do a course correction. You need to tell the Lord, show me the path of life in your presence is the fullness of joy. I want to be there. I want to be at your right hand where pleasures are forevermore. What do I need to change, Lord? How do I get there? Well, first of all, submit to the Holy Spirit. He's the one who leads you. He's the one who's going to tell you that Yeshua is the way, the truth, and the life, that no man comes to the Father except through him. There's only one way, one way to the Father, one way to eternity, not in torment. He's where the good way is. That's the kingdom of God. See, if you're a part of the awakening remnant, That's your path. Seriously, I'm going to question you. Are you on it? 
Are you on this path that I've been talking about right now? Are you doing that little hop thing back and forth on it, off it, on it, off it? You've run out of time. You've run out of daylight. We're heading into that midnight darkness. You better stay on the path. You better heed the warnings. You better point out the narrow gate to your loved ones. Don't be afraid of what they're going to say to you. Do it in love. They'll hear it. They'll hear it eventually. It took me a while. Even when I rejected it, I knew that there was something true about what they were saying because it stirred my heart. Even in my demonically possessed state, it stirred me. But I didn't want to hear it. It made me angry because it meant that I was wrong. There comes a point where being wrong doesn't matter. You just want to be right. You want to be in right relationship with him. If I had asked the Lord right now, Lord, what are you saying? This wasn't the direction I wanted to go. What is he saying? And I think I just said it. You've run out of time. You've run out of time to play games. You've run out of time for the religious games. You've run out of time for the show. The show is over. Oh, it's going to go on, but it's over. If you're called, it's over. It's time to get the job done. It's time to do this. It's time to walk what you talk. It's time to put away the toys and the, and the things which have kept you distracted. It's time to start chewing on the meat of the word and stop looking for pablum and milk every week. Of course, you know you're not going to find that here because we stopped doing that a long time ago. And that's when the numbers dropped. And that's okay. I'm only speaking to who's listening. But there's going to come a point, and we're almost there. Where all of this is going to be shut down. The world's going to shut it down. The enemy's going to shut it down. If you don't think so, we're further along in that regard than I would have ever thought in May of 2020. I thought that was a good three, four, five years away and bang, it's here. All because they want you to be afraid of a virus that has a 999 percent recovery rate only one-tenth of one percent of all people will it do harm but they got the fear thing going they've stoked the fire really good i'm surprised that some of our leaders are allowing it but so be it father i just come to you now and i'm asking you what what word do you want to give your children? What do you want to say to them right now, Lord? What do you want them to hear? Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. The kingdom of God is at hand. Come into the kingdom. Come behind the walls. Listen to those who are shouting from the watchtowers. Come in behind the walls. Listen to the sound of the shofar. Come in behind the walls. Stop dancing in the world. Stop dancing to their music. Come in behind the walls. Choose the path you're going to walk on. Get on my path. Come behind the walls. Come through the gates. 
This is where safety will be. This is where provision will be. This is where the kingdom of God on earth will be birthed and manifested one place, one principality at a time. Come in behind the walls. Stop wandering out there. Stop looking for grass when I've told you where it can be found. Stop listening to the wolves in sheep's clothing. Stop listening to the false teachers and the false prophets and those that preach the gospel for financial gain. Come in behind the walls. Listen to my voice, says the Lord. Father, I pray your children hear it. I pray that this word gets out there. I pray it breaks through the darkness and breaks through the hardness of their ears. Because a storm is upon us. A whirlwind is blowing. It's spinning. And only those behind the walls will endure. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, give you shalom. I'm going to end this with the sound of the shofar again. It's a call. It's a call to worship, but this is a call to safety. It's a call to come in behind the walls. If we want to list every way Spreaker can help podcast publishers, well, we need a podcast of our own. Whether you're in charge of long-running series with extensive backlogs or countless limited series, you can organize and monetize your entire catalog with Spreaker. With Spreaker's customizable publisher plan, you can add collaborators, analyze extensive listener analytics, and even share exclusive content through custom RSS feeds. And that's just for starters. Head to Spreaker.com to learn more. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com. Come.